You'll see 44 or more comedians. 44 comedians, five hours. That's over eight and a half comedians an hour. That's silly. Ever see a half a comedian? Yes, a half wit. Not funny, but comedy day will be a guaranteed laugh a minute. Let's see, a laugh a minute times five hours. That's 300 jokes. That's a lot of jokes, folks. So why are these people laughing? I don't know. Maybe because they know Comedy Day will be better than the shoelaces of Madagascar exhibit. Better than the paperweight wares of the World Convention. Better even than the alien sheep herding contest. And speaking of herding, heard any good ones lately? Okay, not funny again, but Comedy Day will be. Don't miss punchlines like these. A frog in a blender. In your hat. To keep his pants up. Comedy Day is worth the price of a mission because it's free. Nothing to buy. No operators waiting for your call. Void. We're prohibited by law. Comedy Day. Sunday, September 16th at Robin Williams. Williams Meadow in Golden Gate Park. It's free. Visit ComedyDay.org for complete details. Do you need an awesome and underground space for an event? Look no further than MutinyRadio.fm. Our 30-seat flexible space can accommodate your acoustic band, birthday party, comedy show, dance party, karaoke super fun, theater event, fundraiser. If you think it, we can do it. You run the door in promotion, we run the sound, space, and podcast. Rentals available Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10 at Mutiny Radio FM's performance space at 2781 21st Street in the Deep Mission at 21st in Florida. Contact Pam at pamsidai at hotmail.com for more options and booking dates. Incredible socialist prices so you can be creative in a free speech space without breaking the bank. That's Mutiny Radio Rentals every Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10. Book your event now. Trying to hurt me, but boy, how it burns me whenever she touched me. And oh, I feel so lucky. Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead peasants? Oh, shoot. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes. And they'll even say nice things to you before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dag nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8 that's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo!
might like to dance you may be the heavyweight champion of the world you may be a socialite with a long string of pearls but you're gonna have to serve somebody yes indeed you're gonna have to serve somebody well it may be the devil or it may be the lord but you're gonna have to serve somebody Maybe a rock and roll addict dancing on the stage. Money, drugs at your command. Women in a cage. You may be a businessman or some high degree thief. They may call you doctor or they may call you chief. But you're gonna have to serve somebody. Yes, you are. You're gonna have to serve somebody. You may be blind or lame Maybe living in another country Under another name But you're gonna have to serve somebody Yes, you are You're gonna have to serve somebody Serve somebody Well, it may be the devil Or it may be the Lord But you're gonna have to serve somebody Serve somebody Maybe Working on a home Might be living in a mansion You might live in a dome You may own guns And you may even own tanks You may be somebody's landlord You may even own banks But you're gonna have to serve somebody Yes, you're gonna have to serve somebody Maybe a city councilman taking bribes on the side Maybe working in a barber shop, you may know how to cut hair And maybe somebody's mistress, maybe somebody's heir But you're gonna have to serve somebody Yes, you're gonna have to serve somebody This is the B, Abra and Love Radio who are you serving?
Good morning, Mutineers. This is the Labor and Love Radio Show. Yes, you're tuned to mutinyradio.fm out there on the internet, reaching all across the world. This is the Labor and Love Show, or we tell you how it is. You gotta serve somebody. And here's the Internacional. As perhaps you've never heard it.
Okay, and we had a lot of uh, climate panic this week in the southeastern part of the U.S. People living in that area were just wiped out by a huge storm. But officials go on whistling in the dark. It has nothing to do with human behavior. There's nothing we can do about it. Here's today's featured artist, Charlie, Charlie Morgan, singing about a time when there wasn't water, enough water in California. In New Zealand I read a magazine Something nasty crossed my eye The earth that fed me in California Was turning cracked and dry New Zealand ferns are always green It rains more there than it should I looked to the cloud that was raining on me And said, go where you can do some good Clouds stop crying and wasting time And fly across the sky Spread a lot of rain, sweet rain, spread a lot of rain on California I don't want to see her die Met a guy from San Francisco in a railway ticket line He said the Grateful Dead was alive and well, but the weather wasn't so fine Nobody had a garden, nothing lived but weeds the earth looked like some kind of feverish person who'd caught a strange disease. He said the reservoirs are empty, cattle dying too. Every tongue is reaching out to sip the morning dew. And they say the fields and valleys are turning green to brown. That the farmers walk a dry and dusty mile in every farm and town. Clouds stop crying and wasting time and fly across the sky And spread a lot of rain, sweet rain, spread a lot of rain on California I don't want to see her die I stared up to the diamond stars one cashmere night Black velvet sky and a raging river was no other sound or sight. The Big Dipper hung up above the river and I felt that it was a shame. All this water here in California dry, I said to the Dipper by name. Reach down and kiss that raging river and fly across the sky. Spread a lot of rain, sweet rain, spread a lot of rain on California. Don't want to see her die People and the animals Like to gather where water flows A beer, some tea, or a water hole It's there where something grows And remember the music Water makes the rainy pool And the circle dance The thunder of the ocean and the waterfall The laughing creek that feeds the plants Now the fields are green again, beauty has returned. 
tragedies continue to show what we still got to learn. Can't waste away the ocean, water, air, or land. If we upset this sacred ground, we won't have any place to stand. So reach down and kiss the raging river and fly across the sky. And spread a lot of rain, sweet rain, spread a lot of rain on California. I don't want to see her spread a lot of rain, sweet rain, spread a lot of rain on California. I don't want to see her die. And uh, that was Charlie Morgan uh, singing his California drought song. Morgan is a musician and a DJ in Marin County. He's been active on the Marin music scene for many, many years. So far, only one album. Uh, people are hanging around waiting for his second. First one was called Chasmo Now. And we'll play you some more of that. Before that, as we said, Kerry Miraji, Japanese classical guitarist, playing the Internationale in a beautiful, a beautiful version. And before that, the reminder, you got to have to serve somebody. It might be the devil and it might be the Lord. It might be capital and it might be labor. Might be the one percent, and it might be the people. Who are you going to serve? Who are you serving? Is what we should say. Remember the old show, "Are You Being Served?" <laughs> Who are you serving? And this is the show where we bring it to you. We tell you how it is, where the labor meets the road. Labor, labor, labor. If one person gets a dollar they didn't work for, someone else worked for a dollar they didn't get. Maybe a lot of someone else's. If you don't have a seat at the table where you work, at the negotiating table, a voice there, you're on the menu. They're talking about you. They're talking about changing your, your hours and your wages and your working condition which means, of course, changing your life for you. And finally, never but never let anyone into your heart who is not a friend of labor. A person's attitude about labor is crucial to who they are. And we come at you every Saturday morning or come to you from Mutiny Radio, the, formerly the Mutiny Radio Cafe here on 2781 21st Street in the heart of the San Francisco Mission District, or what used to be the Mission District. Uh, Mutiny's a lot more than just a radio station. It's a center for underground comedy and San Francisco. Every week you can get on a comedy show, come up and 
try out your licks and have an audience listen to you and constructively criticize what you're doing. Tell you what's good and bad about your act. Come on in. For two to five dollars. Okay? You get your time up in front and people talk about how they feel about how you work. Constructively, of course. But we also have art installations. We have video programs. We have storytelling. We have music. You can rent the space for $100 an hour. Put on your own show. For $100 a month, you can come down and be your own DJ. You can have a bully pulpit. You can tell people what you think and have a voice. It's all happening here at Mutiny Radio. Okay, well, let's see what's going on in the world of labor, what we call the labor beat. By the way, our jazz background, let's play a little of that. Sounds like Doris Day. It was provided by Arlene. Okay, let's get to some labor news, labor beat. Labor beat, on the labor beat. Lewis Black lays it down about teachers. Peter Shapiro talks about Prop 11. Marriott Work Hotel strike spreads to Hawaii. All over the country, Marriott workers are on strike. Gary Brown didn't invite grassroots activists to his climate summit, but they came anyway. Chicago workers hit picket lines to try to force contract talks. Teachers and other public workers defend their pension rights in Kentucky. Besides that, we've got Francesca Ramsey. We've got more of Charlie Morgan. We've got some Jack Kerouac today. Got a beautiful piece of writing that lays it down about Columbus and who he was and what his effect was. And of course, we've got music of social significance. I'm tired of moon songs, of star and of June songs. They simply make me nap. 
and ditties romantic drive me nearly frantic. I think they're all full of pap. History's making, nations are quaking. Why sing of stars above? For while we are waiting, Father Time's creating new things to be singing of. Sing me a song with social significance. All other tunes are taboo. I want a ditty with heat in it, appealing with feeling and meat in it. Sing me a song with social significance, or you can sing till you're blue. Let meaning shine from every line, or I won't love you. Sing me of wars and sing me of breadlines. Tell me of front page news. Sing me of strikes and last minute headlines. Dress your observation in syncopation. Sing me a song with social significance. There's nothing else that will do. It must get hot with what is what, or I won't love you. I want a song that's satirical, putting the mirror into miracle. Or I won't love you Sing me of kings and conferences marshal Tell me of mills and mines Sing me of courts that aren't impartial What's to be done with them? Tell me in rhythm Sing me a song with social significance There's nothing else that will do It must be tense with common sense or I won't love you.
with the rich, walk with the poor, learn from each other, that's what love is for. Don't you let nobody drag your spirit down. Tie your spirit down.
trabajo en el, el hotel. I work in a hotel. More about that after a while. Big strikes all across the country. Texas. Francisco Herrera de Trabajo en el Hotel <clears throat> about the uh, the difficulties of working in a hotel if your boss is not friendly and how you need the union to protect your well-being. Prior to that was Linda Tillery, something we often play on this show but haven't for a while. Don't let nobody get your spirit, drag your spirits down. 
Don't let nobody drag your spirits down. And before that, we had uh, Sing Me a Song with Social Significance, Rosemary June from the uh, musical Pins and Needles that was uh, commissioned and uh, prepared by the International Lady Garment Workers Union. It's played uh, Broadway a couple of times over the years. Uh, sing me a song with social significance. Well, let's go back to El Hotel. Trabajo en El Hotel. I work in a hotel and this brings us to the fact that all across the country there are hotel workers who are on strike. Um, that's part of our labor beat on Labor and Love Radio. And uh, article goes, this is on popularresistance.org. Marriott hotel workers strike spreads to Hawaii. More than 2,700 hotel workers in Honolulu and Maui walked off the job on Monday, joining Marriott workers who began striking last week. Uh, brought you the news about the Hyatt workers who won their strike in Chicago. These are, these are the invisible people. Okay, these are the people who come in after you've had your party and clean everything up and change the sheets on your bed and open the window and let out all the smoke and the smells, clean up the food you left all over the floor. Yeah, they're pretty much invisible people. Strikes are ongoing in Boston, San Francisco, San Jose, Oakland, San Diego, and Detroit. Workers are demanding better pay and safer working conditions. While there is growing support for a nationwide strike, the Unite Here Union has sought to limit and isolate the strikes, negotiating piecemeal with the bosses for separate deals with each hotel. Workers picketed five Marriott hotels in Hawaii, Sheraton Waikiki, Royal Hawaiian, Sheraton Princess Kaolani, Western Moana Surfrider, and Sheraton Maui. About 95% of the 3,500 workers in Local 5 authorized a strike last month. However, workers at Waikiki Key Beach Marriott and Sheridan Kauai who voted to strike were still working on Monday morning. 
the owners of the, the Hawaiian Hotels, Kyoya Hotels and Resorts, issued a statement stating that the company has implemented contingency plans to continue operating the five hotels on strike, while adding, there have been some adjustments to staffing levels and services being offered at our properties. Means the manager's got to get to work and clean, clean up your crap. A strike in Hawaii comes after months of negotiations over job security, improved wages, and work overloads. Workers also want to say in how new technological changes can improve working conditions rather than lead to the elimination of jobs. Jenny Johnson, a dinner cook at the Sheraton Waikiki, says, We're asking for one job to be enough. We want a fair contract so that our members can work and afford to put food on their table and still be able to sit down and enjoy it with their families. The president of Unite, Donald Taylor, declared that Unite Here union members are going to change the lives of all workers in our industry. In fact, the union is doing everything it can to ensure that workers are isolated and defeated so this article calls into question the policy of isolating the strikes in different cities. And it concludes, nothing can be won through isolated individual strikes. Hotel workers should form independent workplace committees to expand the strikes, linking up the struggles of workers in different cities as part of a broader mobilization of the working class. These committees must formulate demands that meet the real needs of workers for livable wages, full health care coverage, and job protections. It's happening at the Marriott. Go on down to one of the Marriott hotels here in the city and lend your presents or buy them a case of water or something to show where you stand who you're serving, so to speak. You got to serve somebody. Let's see what else we got on the labor beat. Jerry Brown didn't invite grassroots organizers to his climate summit. They came anyway. Now, the more we go into this, the more obvious it becomes that our project of dismantling capitalism, when you dismantle capitalism, you also dismantle the whole structure that's killing and exploiting the earth. That is, this is a uh, one of the signs of capitalism, one of capitalism's raison d'être, reason to exist, and that is to buy low and sell high. The dream is to get something 
and sell it for more. Presupposing that everything can be bought and sold. So you buy some land, you get it to produce for you, it produces crops, food crops, and then you sell them for more money. Okay, so you want to you want to produce as much as you can or, or you drill in the earth because capitalism always has to expand. You have to pay a dividend on those investments and that means you have to get things for as cheaply as you can. So you treat the land like an animal. A captive animal. You treat your workers like beings who are not quite people. They don't have private lives or you don't care about their private life. And you want to pay them as little as you can. One of the best ways to do that is rip off the earth. The earth is filled with resources. And all you have to do is own those resources. The earth will keep producing them for you. And you keep selling them. Not, the earth will not. The earth will not continue to be exploited. The earth will not continue to be the dumping ground. It, it can't do it. It's getting too... Dirty, too crowded. Anyway, let's get on with this. In the early morning on September 13th, a few hundred demonstrators blocked an entrance to the massive conference center where the Global Climate Action Center was getting underway. A small handful of people locked their arms together in pipes. Some encased them in empty oil barrels. The message to outgoing California Governor Jerry Brown, the host of the summit, either eager to cement his legacy as a climate champion, was clear. Approving over 20,000 permits for new oil and gas wells is no way to be a climate champion. conference was intended as a place for state and local governments and corporations to showcase their climate commitments. The youth, indigenous, and climate and environmental justice groups gathered that morning were largely excluded from official programming, so they created their own. Flanking the summit were massive raucous demonstrations and counter-events drawing attention to the local impacts of corporate polluters and promoting alternatives. Events kicked off the Saturday before the summit with a 30,000-strong rise for climate justice and jobs and justice march. Rise for Climate Jobs. The dance troupe Huichal Danza Azteca performed a closing prayer and dance to cap off the day's events. A far cry from what was going on inside 
the conference center, keynotes, speeches, cocktail hours, and catered lunches. Okay, we promised you some salty language. <laughs> this is Lewis Black, a comedian, talking about the realities of the education, quote-unquote, debate in this country. I mean, this is pathetic. A lot of what um, went to funding education were uh, property taxes. And then I started to hear people say, I don't have children, so I don't see why I should have to pay as much property taxes. Every child is your child. That's the deal, okay? Just because you didn't have children, they're still it's a part of your community. They're the folks you, you have to take care of, all right? And if, if they, you know, if you cared two shits about this country, that's the group that you've got to worry about initially because that's the group that you're handing this off to. First off, if you don't believe in them enough to give them what it is they deserve, you know what, then f*** you, all right? Because what you're doing in the end is saying they don't deserve it, you do. What do you need? What is it that you need that you, that you, you can't put in an extra $20, $150, whatever it is, to make it possible for, these, for a child to be properly educated every year? Everybody's, you can't throw money at education. Yeah, you can. You know where you throw the money at? You throw it at, at making sure the people who teach, the way in which they were assured of this when I was a kid, when my mother was a teacher in Montgomery County, Maryland, you assure the fact that they will have a middle-class safety net because they're devoting their time and their energy to your children. And they're giving them the kind of time and energy you can't give them. This is not Mother Teresa, Bill. It's teaching. And that was uh, Lewis Black talking about teaching and about uh, the things that people go through who teach your kids. And teacher strikes came out of nowhere. Actually came out of the pink, the uh, red states. Let's see. Washington State, West Virginia, Oklahoma, Now, mediation fails between LAUSD and the teachers' union. LA has made a big move recently to fund charter schools. In fact, one of the guys who's, who's running for superintendent of public instruction, Marshall Tuck, is a big champion of charters. And... Uh, See what it says. A third day of mediation efforts between Los Angeles Unified School District and its teachers union failed to produce a labor agreement on Friday. Moving the stalemate into a fact-finding period 
and one step closer to the district's first teacher strike since 1989. Negotiators for the district and the UTLA met with a state mediator on Friday, the third session in the past three weeks, but the sides moved no closer to a labor agreement. In fact, tensions between the district and the union have only increased. Following Friday's mediation session, the LAUSD filed another unfair labor practice charge against the union with the state, accusing UTLA of refusing to participate in good faith in the mediation effort. By UTLA's own admission, a district guy says, the only reason UTLA participated in mediation was to ensure that it could move quickly to a strike. District officials have insisted a statement accusing the union of making no compromise towards reaching an agreement for the better part of 18 months and insisting that the union's last, best, and final contract demands would bankrupt the district. Hey, where have we heard this before? We got money for expensive consultants. We got money for six-figure administrative salaries. We don't have money for you so you can have a living wage. Sorry, you're asking too much. Union officials insist that its negotiators made a good faith effort in mediation to reach an agreement, but LAUSD officials did not do the same, failing to offer any substantial proposals to invest in our schools, just as they have neglected to do over the 18 months we have been in bargaining. UTLA officials have previously insisted that the district has nearly $1.9 billion in reserve funds that could be used for improvements in classrooms while boosting teacher salaries. Union officials have repeatedly blasted LAUSD Superintendent Austin Boitner in recent weeks accusing him of spreading disinformation about the contract talks. Last week, union officials blasted Bootner for holding high-dollar meetings at ritzy Southland restaurants, often with charter school advocates and educators and operators. Say he's... He's had 34 meetings at restaurants and 29 visits to school campuses. In late September, the district updated its contract offer to UTLA, Boitner saying that proposal includes a 6% pay raise over two years and class size reductions at 15 middle schools and 75 elementary schools determined to have the highest need. 
UTLA called the proposal insulting and a stunning example of disrespect to its members. His proposal does nothing to make schools better. Okay, so Los Angeles, the second biggest school district in the country, maybe the first, I'm not sure, about to go on strike. Okay, so I want to play some songs now by our featured artist today. It's Robert Charles Morgan, a.k.a. Charlie. And today's his birthday. He's three score and ten. And uh, I want to play some some of his songs. We've already played one. Already played the uh, beautiful song that he wrote when he was out of the country. And he heard that there was a severe drought in California. Okay? Charlie Morgan. Well, look at that pregnant lady walking along. The way she moves, she's a walking song. That baby's inside her, and it's a kicking ant's feet. It's saying, let me out of here. I want to dance in the street. Sing, bounce a little, bounce a belly. Bounce a little, bounce a belly. Bounce a little, bounce a belly. Out comes a person. You know, she walks leaning back. It's an ancient dance. To see that she tastes romance, that soul's coming through her. The time is right to leave the dark waters and see some sunlight. We sing, bounce a little, bounce a belly, bounce a little, bounce a belly, bounce a little, bounce a belly. Out comes a person. Is it a girl or a boy? <laughs> Nobody know. We all take bets at a dollar a throw and we sit on the steps as the sun go down and all the new babies and all the old babies that live in our town sing bounce a little bounce a belly bounce a little bounce a belly bounce a little bounce a belly out comes a person Tonight's the night, everybody run in circle. They do what they can to help out the miracle. Mama breathing hard with wall of her might. Newborn singing, I'll be your baby tonight. We're singing, bounce a little, bounce a belly. Bounce a little, bounce a belly. Bounce a little, bounce a belly. Out comes a person. Now bring baby out under soft, quiet light. Keep baby warm and treat baby right. Now give baby a drink from that full breath. And mama and baby take a rest and be blessed. We sing, bounce a little, bounce a belly. Bounce a little, bounce a belly. Bounce a little, bounce a belly. Out comes a person. Bounce a little, bounce a belly. Bounce a little, bounce a belly. Bounce a little, bounce a belly. Out comes a brand new person. 
I forgot, I forgot I left my car somewhere in the parking lot I forgot, I forgot My car keys, they're right here No, they're not I had a job lined up over the hill On the business end of a great big drill I could have made some money to pay my bills But I spent my jack chasing too many jills Cause I forgot, I forgot I run out of coins to put in the memory slot I forgot, I forgot My money, it's right here, no it's not I had an idea for the world's greatest tune Rolling down the road neath a great big moon I won't forget it this time around Next off ramp I'll ride it down but I forgot, I forgot My memory just got sacked by Ronnie Lott I forgot, I forgot My glasses, they're in the case, no they're not Thoughts come and go, a million a second That's a conservative count of thoughts I reckon In boomer world we tries and cries But we still put our nose drops in our eyes because things are not just what they seem Quick Scotty, up the beam Cause I forgot to remember to tell myself To remind me to confirm with somebody else Cause I forgot, I forgot Great story I had to tell But I forgot the plot I forgot, I forgot My computer even forgot to come my dot The last verse of the song ain't just no simple filler. Musicians say it's really killer. I wrote a Chuck Berry tight to fit. Now if only I could remember it. But I forgot, I forgot. I left my car somewhere in the parking lot. I forgot, I forgot. Well, my car keys, well, <laughs> they're right here. No, they're not. Now, where are those little yellow pieces of sticky paper I'm supposed to have that I stick on things to remember? I forgot where I put them. And where's that little black electronic box with a little red button on it that's supposed to help me find my car in the parking lot? I forgot where I put it. I guess I just forgot. in the mood for some energy in the form of food and greeting the owner as I entered the store I didn't realize what I was in for test tube food <laughs> as I walked down the aisle from the shelves the packages all tried to sell themselves I'm ten cents off buy me you I got pink and purple hues 
Howard Hughes, Test Tube Blues. You'll like me, honey, said some salad oil. The figure of my bottle will never spoil. And on my back, there's an offer label for a CD player for your kitchen table. Sorry, sister. You look a little bit too oil slicky for me. This food's fun, it'll get your girls, and the coupon gets your flag that unfurls to the beat of the Spangled Banner song. You better try it now, the offer won't last long. Homeland Security food, you eat it, and it does surveillance inside you the rest of your life. I found out where the produce were, and I bebopped on over there. I said they chemical rated this food with bombs like the plants and the people in Vietnam. Agent Oranges. I held a tomato in my hand. It was red but hard, you understand. Tomato, I said, this ain't your natural beauty. You're a drugged up money making cutie. Just a pretty face. Folks at Gria love only wealth, they don't give a damn about our health. Shut up and package without love. Tomato, you weren't grown up, you were shoved. Your upbringing's gonna bring me down. Still standing in the produce section of a supermarket, surrounded by people uh, speaking to a tomato. By eating you, I'm gonna bum trip, kid. You done more drugs than I ever did. We're victims of a capitalistic raid and the folks that picked you were underpaid. Viva Cesar Chavez! The cash register ring awakened me and it brought me out of my fantasy. And I went and I spoke to the counter cat and I told him just where I was at. Here and now, wow, wow. I said, Lord knows I got a rumbling gut and my stomach thinks my throat's been cut. But I ain't about to have my insides glued by this poison I call test tube food, you eat it. Wrong, wrong, rah, rah, rah. Yeah, there's plenty of things here you want me to swallow, but my body and soul would still be hollow. Besides, I sing off-key madrigals if I ate a food with 17 syllables. Easier to swallow a scrabble board. Methyl oxide, potassium methyl, was that their regular ethyl? There's Panama red and there's methyl red and one will leave you tired and the other one dead, take your pick. Now through corporate proclivities, some food has radioactivity. Glowing proof that yours can be a radiant nuclear family. 
You don't even have to cook it either. You just open the can on the counter and it has a meltdown. So I went to a place where the food was fast serving clone cows raised on pasture land rainforest once. I think I'd rather have some slow food for lunch. But not a corporate burger, it could have come from a septic company merger and it ain't no fun to eat what's in between those buns. Now I ain't quite ready to live just on the rays of the sun like I know some Indian yogis have done. But you are what you eat and how strange you see to go by the name of MSG. Okay, today's featured artist, Charlie Morgan, with a, <clears throat> a selection of songs from his album. The album entitled Chasmo Now, C-H-A-Z-M-O-N-O-W. That was Test Tube Blues, a cogent and very timely, more timely even than when it was written, critique of our food industry, before that I forgot very nice little song which which uh, a lot of people I think can relate to yourself myself included and before that bounce a belly about pregnant women and their babies Charlie Morgan uh, Marin Minstrel if you want to catch his show he's got a show called Musical Verite on Tuesday night on KWMR. And I think it's 6.30 to 8. But if you go to the KWMR website, you can check that out. All right, let's take a little break now. Listen to some jazz. jazz coming in and I want to remind you this is the Labor and Love radio show 2781 21st Street is where we're at all over the world 
and the internet waves is where we're also at. Tune in every Saturday morning from 10 to 12. Hear the show live or archived on iTunes or mutinyradio.fm backslash podcast under labor and love. While you're at it, might as well check out some of our other excellent shows. For example, right up, right after me, here, Mr. Scott O. Walker, artist, musical, you know, raconteur, collector of rare records, what we used to call records, and the name of his show is Flat Black Plastic. Excellent, eclectic show by Scott. Okay, Radio Labor is our worldwide radio uh, labor hit. Labor and Love Radio brings you labor news, opinion, commentary, and history. And here's Radio Labor. This is Solidarity News on Radio Labor. This is a Radio Labor World Report recorded on Friday, October 12, 2018. I'm Mark Belanger. In the report this week, the Zimbabwe police beat and arrest the ZCTU's top labor leaders. Postal unions in the United States staged nationwide fightback demonstrations. Why the world will need 69 million new qualified teachers. The Labor Start report about union events around the world and singing shift work. This is Radio Labor. In Zimbabwe, police have beaten and arrested the president of the Zimbabwe Congress of Trade Unions, Peter Mutasa, and Secretary General Jafet Mayo. Another 33 trade unionists have been detained. More than 150 police surrounded the offices of the ZCTU in Harare in an effort to stop a demonstration against a tax increase which would severely hit workers in the country. There had been hopes that Zimbabwe would become more democratic and respect workers' rights after the resignation of former President Robert Mugabe last year. But labor leaders in the country have warned about the increased militarization of Zimbabwe. I talked recently to Vimbai Zinyama, the ZCTU's external relations officer, and asked her if Mugabe's departure had improved the situation for unions in the country. She said, No, I do not think that would be um, anything anyone can say at the moment because the situation in Zimbabwe is that we are slowly turning into a military state. And that's in itself does not correlate very well with the aspirations of democracy and good governance, which the trade unions are always up for. What we perceive possibly is that the situation is going to get worse with the militarization efforts. A lot of the departments have presence of the army, which may either be visible or invisible, 
it will mean that the space for negotiation and uh, proper policy dialogue or social dialogue will be closed. So I do not think perceive a time when things are going to be better unless there is intervention. What can unions and their members do to help the labor movement in Zimbabwe? At this point in time, you need to be propped up to be able to interface with the new demands of the new situation. One, having to deal with quasi-military institution that is now presenting itself. If the United Nations is to meet its goal of free quality education for all by 2030, many more qualified teachers will have to be trained and hired. Seamarie Ainsborough reports. Every October, starting on World Teachers' Day, October 7th, teacher unions renew their efforts to remind people about the importance of education and respect for the rights of education workers. This year, the Global Union for Teachers, Education International, has released a comprehensive report about the state of the teaching profession around the world. In an interview, David Edwards, the General Secretary of EI, was asked about the report and its findings. The launch of our Global Status of Teachers in the Teaching Profession report by, by Dr. Nelly Stromquist, it's an important time for us to take stock of where we are and the question, where are we? I think if anyone who's paying attention picks up a newspaper, watches the news, talks to a colleague on the street or in their schools, there's a lot of concern about some trends that we see in the world. There's a lot of, of insecurity out there. We know that there's growing inequality, wage inequality. We know that there is an increasing number of autocratic leaders that are scapegoating marginalized groups and immigrants and refugees for problems that are not of their making. Um, we see attacks on the free press. We see attacks on truth itself, on evidence. We see public services, you know, the, the, the way in which public services themselves are, are funded under attack. And we see an outsourcing of those public services. And with that, the democratic responsibility to, to ensure that they're equitably distributed. We see a narrowing of curriculum. And so one of the questions I think we have to ask ourselves is, given the challenges that we have, who is best situated to help the generation, the class of 2030, to not only access school, ensure that they have an access to school, but make sure that their time in school, their time with people from a diverse background, their time with their teachers, their time is used to help them develop the tools to make sense of this complexity and to understand themselves as agents of change. Mm -hmm. And the fact that they can actually question some of the propaganda, they can sort of extend their thinking and they can, and they can learn ways of collaborating that isn't just about beating my neighbor or winning or getting to the top of the line, but actually towards something that is going to be necessary for us to be able to solve these problems. One of Education International's recent achievements was to successfully coordinate teacher unions around the world who have free quality education included in the UN's Sustainable Development Goals. Mr. Edwards was asked about the goals known as the SDGs. One of the things that the UN, UNESCO, and everyone that was involved in establishing Goal 4 Sustainable Development Goal 4 was the recognition that if every student is to have a well-qualified, well-trained, well-supported, empowered teacher, yeah, and it's about 69 million teachers that we're going to have to be hired by 2030. 
In the United States, one of the public services targeted for privatization by right-wing politicians is the Postal Service. Despite it being in the U.S. Constitution as a right for all citizens, the Postal Service has been under attack for years. One of the problems the privatizers have in convincing the public of their position is that the Postal Service does not receive any public money at all. It makes money. So one of the tactics of the privatizers has been to make the service put away huge amounts of money for future pensions and other benefits. It is highly unlikely that this money will ever be used because the service would not be allowed to hire the large number of employees that would need the benefits. This fund now sits at $75 billion. Billion. $75 billion. The American Postal Workers Union has been organizing a national campaign to tell the public what's been going on. On October 8th, it organized a national day of protest. Steve Zeltzer of the Labor Video Project based in San Francisco interviewed some of the workers at a demonstration in support of keeping the U.S. Postal Service in public hands. I'm Ed Fletcher from the National Association of Letter Carriers, Branch 1111. We're here today to send a message to Congress that the U.S. Postal Service is not for sale. It is America's Postal Service. It is a, uh, it's not a partisan issue. There's no money used for taxes. We look after the senior citizens on the route. We give back to the community. Letter carriers are fabric of the community. Uh, the current White House administration is proposing to privatize the Postal Service, so we want to get the message out to all of our customers and all of their constituents to let Congress know again that the U.S. Postal Service is not for sale. We also hire a large amount of veterans. These veterans were the most, I think in the civil service, we hire the most amount of veterans, which is a good thing as well. So again, that's what we're about. These are here across the nation for the national. This is a day of rallying to protect the post office? Yes, it is. Against any efforts to privatize the United States Postal Service. How would it affect the postal workers? I mean, a large number of public workers work for the post office. Uh, how would their living conditions be affected if it was privatized? They'd be grossly affected because what would happen is they would come in, get rid of all of the, the postal workers, they would privatize it, hire, uh, companies would come in and just hire low-page low work, workers to take care and to do the job. That's exactly what they would do. So benefits, wages are gone. These are good middle-class jobs, American middle-class jobs that help the economy. We need more middle-class jobs. But again, this is the service, the postal service, and they would not care about service, they would care about profits. What's your name? Shirley Taylor. Uh, what we're doing today is notifying the public of the uh, uh, Trump's administration to attempt to privatize the Postal Service. And, um, you know, the Postal Service is not for sale. It's in the Constitution. We don't, we don't take any public money at all. At all. So there's no need to privatize it because everybody is, should get um, mail service and it should be universal and it should be the same for everybody. If they privatize it, it's not going to happen that way. We, you know, the mail is just sacred. Here with his report about union events around the world is Labor Start correspondent Derek Blackadder. Here's a tiny sample of the hundreds of news stories in 31 languages added to our site each day last week. Our top stories section included links to coverage of the Afghan government's attack on unions in that country, the wave of strikes in the United States against the Marriott hotel chain, and a proposal from the World Bank that would weaken labor rights around the world. 
Great news of strikes and lockouts in dozens of countries. Here are just a few highlights. Postal workers in Pakistan were demanding the return of their health and housing benefits. Uber drivers in the United Kingdom parked their cars and asked consumers to boycott the ride-hailing service for 24 hours last week as they moved to intensify their wage dispute. The lockout at an aluminum refinery in Canada dragged on as the workers continued to resist increasing demands for rollbacks. Construction workers in Malawi spontaneously downed tools when a white manager referred to black workers as monkeys. Airport workers in Nigeria walked out in an effort to get 62 comrades their jobs back. Solid waste collection workers in Delhi, India returned to work after 28 days after deciding that the huge piles of garbage that littered the city were too great a health risk for the public. And New Zealand printers were off work in order to resist take-back demands from their employer. Our top working women's stories included coverage of the attempts by British unions to narrow the gender pay gap in television production, how domestic workers complaining of sexual harassment are treated in Singapore, and the conditions under which garment workers are employed in Jordan. The free health and safety newswire rerun in cooperation with Hazards magazine carried stories to hundreds of union websites around the world about the prevalence of silicosis in Australia, drug-induced assaults on healthcare workers in Canada, and the horrendous working conditions faced by the people who manually clear India's sewers. Currently, Labour Start is running two online actions. Take just a few seconds out of your day and join thousands of trade unionists around the world in helping workers make their lives better, or even help save those lives. This is Derek Blackadder from Labor Start, reporting for Radio Labor. My shift here starts at 5 o'clock and usually ends about 2.30 or 3. I work first shift from 6 to 2.30. I've been a waitress for 13 years. Now here is Kenny Chesney with a song for all of those who work horrible hours on shifts. Shift work, hard work, tired body, a blue collar shirt and a baseball cap, union made. He's hot, sweat drops. Round clock, the door never locks and the noise never stops. Not all day. Working seven to three, three to eleven, eleven to seven. Shift work, tough work. For the busy convenience store clerk to beat that hurt and go insane. She's mad that some lad drove off and didn't pay for his gas, and he won't be the last around the clock pain. Working seven to three, three to eleven. Eleven to seven I'm talking about a bunch of shit 
And that's it. International labor news you can use. Follow us on Twitter at Radio Labor. I'm Mark Belanger. Thank you for listening. And remember, it's all about global solidarity. Radio Labor, our worldwide labor report centering on the attempt to privatize the post office. (laughs) The three thrusts of the uh, neocon, neoliberal movement are to take money out of public institutions cut taxes on private institutions and support the military let's see what we got left here radio labor effort to form union in China meets ferocious repression A couple weeks ago, we featured a story about Vladimir Putin trying to cut the pensions of Russian civil workers. China and Russia are no friends of the workers, nor, nor is the United States government. Group of workers in China's manufacturing hub of Shenzhen tried something very rare this summer. They attempted to follow the legal process to set up a union. University students lent tremendous support, but their employer and the Chinese government cracked down on both the workers and the students with firings, detention, surveillance, and threat of jail sentences. Workers at the welding equipment manufacturer Shenzhen Jasic Technology initiated the process of forming a union in May. Among their biggest complaints were arbitrary fines and the company's underpayment into government-run funds that help workers pay rent or buy houses. Workers followed the law in setting up a union, including requesting and receiving permission from upper-level unions affiliated with a government-controlled All-China Federation of Trade Unions, the only unions authorized in China. In response to a rising tide of labor disputes, 
since the mid 2000s the AF ACFTU has built up more workplace branches especially in foreign invested firms through a top down effort they seem to mainly serve to preempt organizing After workers collected signatures to form a union in July, the district-level union federation and the company denounced their effort as illegal since the, companies had quickly, the company had quickly formed a union to forestall the workers' effort. JASIC changed the job duties of union supporters and fired six of the most vocal The boss owns billions of yuan, hundreds of millions of U.S. dollars, while we toil all year long just to make twenty to thirty thousand, three to four thousand dollars per year. What's wrong to ask for a raise and get back the illegal deductions from our wages? Addressing the police, a form, the former worker added, when the boss says we're making trouble, you, the cops, trust them and rush to the factory. Beat us up and take us to the police station. In your eyes, we are just like tiny bugs waiting to be stepped on. Okay, that's in labor notes. So check that one out. Some more news that relates to the uh, climate change situation in Greece. Let's see if we can get it here. This is on the Real News Network. This is Dimitri Lascaris reporting for the Real News Network from the courthouse in Thessaloniki, Greece, the second largest city in the country. We're here today for the first day of a trial against 21 local residents involving charges of various uh, criminal offenses in connection with an alleged arson at the gold mine of Eldorado Gold in Halkidiki, Greece. Eldorado Gold Corporation is a Canadian gold mining company. It has assets in Canada, Turkey, Greece, Romania, Brazil, and Serbia. It's headquartered in Vancouver, British Columbia, and its shares are listed on the stock exchanges of Toronto and New York. Eldorado Gold's largest shareholder is Van Eck Associates, which owns over 10% of the company's shares. Van Eck is an investment management firm headquartered in New York and having nearly $50 billion of assets under management. Eldorado has extensive mining concessions and four mining projects in Greece. One of those projects is the Scudius Mine, an open pit and underground gold and copper mine. Scurias is situated in Halkidiki, a nord northern region of Greece possessing extraordinary beauty. The Scurias mine has been carved out of a pristine old-growth forest in the region. In 2003, Eldorado obtained the rights to mine the $12 billion worth of gold and copper that's estimated to lie in the ground at Scurias and at the nearby Olympias project. That deal saw the Greek state receive, at least nominally, a mere 11 million euros, 
But Maria Kadoglo of Mining Watch Greece says that even that money was not ultimately retained by the Greek state, but was used rather to pay the debts of the previous owner of the mine, a company called TVX. El Dorado owns its stake in Scurias through a Greek subsidiary, Hellas Gold. El Dorado owns 95% of that subsidiary, the remaining 5% of which is owned by a Greek constru construction company, Elector SA. That company is controlled by the wealthy Bobolas family, which also has important interests in the Greek media. In 2015, Elector Managing Director Leonidas Bobolas appeared before a public prosecutor after his arrest by the Financial Crimes Unit. He was accused of a major tax evasion. He was subsequently released after paying the sum of 1.8 million euros and was arrested on the basis of evidence uncovered in the so-called Lagarde List investigation. That list was leaked by an HSBC bank employee to the French authorities and was then forwarded to the Greek government by then French finance minister Christine Lagarde. On top of the destruction of this ancient forest, residents of Halkidiki are worried about the mine's effects on tourism, agriculture, fishing, and other industries, all of which are pillars of the local economy. Perhaps most importantly, local opponents of the mine fear that the mine waste will cause extensive depletion and contamination to the water supply. They are particularly concerned about the health effects of heavy metals and asbestos contained in the ore. Eldorado Gold now owns all gold mining projects in Greece. The corporation operates in Greece in the context of a severe debt crisis and ensuing subjection to a shock therapy by its European creditors in the IMF since 2010. According to a 2015 report by the Dutch NGO SOMO, or the Center for Research on Multi Multinational Corporations, Eldorado Gold has a well-developed tax avoidance structure using 12 Dutch mailbox companies and various subsidiaries in Barbados, as well as the British Virgin and Cayman Islands. Author Naomi Klein discussed Scudius in her recent book, This Changes Everything, Capitalism First the Climate. Ms. Klein wrote, in the Scurias forest near Yerisos, the Canadian gold mining company Eldorado Gold is planning to clear-cut a large swath of old-growth forest and re-engineer the local water system in order to build a massive open-pit gold and copper mine, along with a processing plant and a large underground mine. Despite its remote, remote location... Okay, look on the Real News Network for more on this story. Remember... When we take apart capitalism, we take apart the reap of the earth. Eight badass feminists of color, huh? That's what we said at the top of the show. This is Francesca Ramsey. Evidently, there are two Francescas that we're going to play. on Decoded, we're talking badass feminist with a very special guest. Try and figure out who it is.
It's Lacey Green from MTV Brawlist. Oh, hi everyone. So we just did a collab for Brawlist all about intersectional feminism. What's intersectional feminism, you ask? Well, you gotta watch the video. So in the spirit of intersectionality, we decided to share some of our favorite feminists of color. Okay, let's talk about our favorite YouTubers. YouTubers. Yes, so one of my favorites is Kat Lazo. Oh, you know love her? her. Love yeah. her. She's great. So she's hosting uh, a series for Uplift, which is about sexual violence online, talking about YouTube sexual assault and that kind of stuff, which is amazing. Super important. And you can also find her on YouTube at the Cat's Meow. Yeah. She did recently a really great video for Bustle called The Difference Between Latino, Hispanic, and Spanish, which I actually like really needed to watch. Yeah, so it was it super was really informational good. and it went super viral. So yay, go check it out. The next cat that we have to shout out is Cat Black. She's a trans woman of color, she's an illustrator and a master DIYer. She makes videos for everyday feminism and pride, all about LGBT issues, anti-racism, being an ally, and of course, feminist issues too. Which are things we should really be talking about on YouTube, so yay cat. Another feminist vlogger on YouTube is Marina Shut Up, and she actually has a series all about feminism, Feminist Fridays, where she talks about a lot of different issues and current events, really great perspectives, and I think really accessible too, easy yeah. to understand. And she also does videos for everyday feminism, and she does a good job of taking pop culture and mixing it in, which is kind of Lacey's jam. Yeah, and kind of your jam. Oh. Maybe we should all jam. Jam together. <laughs> okay, let's talk comedians. One of my favorites on YouTube is Anna Akana. She's amazing and funny, and I love working with her. She's so bright. She does a really great job of using comedy to talk about tough subjects. So she's yeah. done stuff about street harassment and what it's like to be a woman of color in the dating scene, mm -hmm. and she is so, so smart, and her production's amazing. Yeah, she does skits and stuff, but she also does some vlog style. Check it out, it's awesome. Another comedian we have to shout out is Akila Hughes. We love Akila. Akila. She's so funny. She's another person that does a great job of taking comedy and then slipping in these feminist mm -hmm. topics. So you're like, wait a second, did I just learn mm -hmm. something? You just learned something. She also has a really great video about intersectionality that yes. y'all should check out, where she talks about how it's kind of like pizza. Yes. So get ready to get hungry. So you're gonna be hungry, but you're also gonna learn stuff too. <laughs> okay, so let's talk activists, people who are on the ground. Yes, my very favorite has to be Janet Mock. She is a New York Times bestselling author. Her book, Read Finding Realness is amazing and a must read. She's also the first trans woman of color TV talk show host. Whoa, making history over here. I know, her show is on MSNBC. It's called So Popular. It's pop culture, it's feminism, it's activism, and uh, two people here have actually been on, on it. <laughs> All right, so this list would not be complete without Bell Hooks. Yes. Duh, intersectional queen, author, activist, written so much pivotal feminist theory, like Anna I a Woman, talked a lot about intersectionality too. Yeah, she's super, super great. And apparently she's on Twitter. Yeah, she's totally on Twitter. Make so sure you're following Bell Hooks. I, I think it's her. Okay, another person that's an activist is Kai Davis. She's a queer woman of color who writes and performs slam poetry about racism and misogyny. If you're not into slam poetry, you will be into Kai's poetry because it's just that good. Yeah, yeah, slam poetry isn't for everyone, but she really hits the points home in a really beautiful way. Yeah. Beautiful way with words. You really feel her passion. So we want to know who some of your favorite feminists of color are and why. Tell us in the comments down below. Oh, and make sure to check out our intersectional feminist primer over on MTV Brawlist. And we'll see you next week here on Decoded. Bye! Well, there, Lex Luthor. I want to read before we go. It's getting, getting time to go. <clears throat>
a uh, Columbus story. Oh, yeah, you're just not in that into politics. Your boss is, your landlord is, your insurance company is, and every day they use their political power to keep your pay low, raise your rent, and deny you coverage. Time to get into politics. Okay, we're looking now, let's see. This one is called The Marxist Mailman, or... The tram problem. The tram problem goes like this. And it cuts at the very heart of human community or lack of it. A man, A we can call him, is vacationing in the Alps with his family. One day his wife decides to take the kids to meet an uncle, her brother, who happens to live a few miles away. A, however, decides to stay behind and see a famous waterfall in the area, the one where, reputedly, Sherlock Holmes and Professor Moriarty plunged to their deaths. He says goodbye to them at the train station in the village. They will be back sometime by the early evening. In order to reach the waterfall, he must cross a wide gorge between two towering mountains. A cable stretches between them, an aerial tramway. A green gondola shuttles back and forth over the gorge all day, a half hour. A rides over. The view is stupendous. Huge mountains, thick groves of forest, and a wild river lie far below. It is hard, however, to ignore the fact that the huge gondola is suspended from what seems like a mere thread of cable and sways crazily in the wind when stopped. Despite himself, A is sweating by the time the 25-minute crossing is over, and he gratefully walks on solid earth once more. Then, of course, in the course of about three hours, he hikes the falls, where he unpacks his lunch and eats it and falls into a late afternoon nap. He awakens with a start. The tram does not run all night. He checks his watch. There is still time for a quick return trip to the tram station. He, in fact, arrives several minutes early and settles down in a tiny waiting room until the gondola arrives to carry him back. That's part one of the gondola problem, the Marxist mailman. We'll pick that up next week. Right now, getting time to get out of here, and let's see. What do we want to go out with today? Well, it don't make sense if you can't make peace.
requires a lot of different facts of life that we must know about. This is the B signing off. You've been listening to Labor and Love Radio here on Mutiny Radio, mutinyradio.fm. Happy birthday, Charlie. Hello, Solina. Pretty soon, Vita, yours is coming up too. Hello to all of you out there, Sylvia, my soulmate. Everybody who's around the Clifton home and in the fam. Have a good day and a, a good week. Good weekend. Good work. Remember, if one person gets a dollar they didn't work for, someone else worked for a dollar they didn't get. If you don't have a seat at the table, that is the negotiating table where you work, you're on the menu. And never but never let anyone into your heart who is not a friend of labor. And when I say labor, I mean you. Labor and Love Radio, where the labor meets the road. Check us out on Facebook and on iTunes. It don't make sense if you can't make peace. It don't make sense when you can't make peace. Of swimming through a sea of podcasts. Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of mutinyradio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Hey, Mutineers, Stolowitz here. Have you ever listened to Labor and Love on Saturday mornings, 10 to noon, with Bill Morgan? It's a really excellent show, one of my favorites here at the station. And it's all about service. It might be the devil, it might be the Lord, but we got to serve somebody. And Bill understands the virtue of service as the heart and soul of the labor movement better than a lot of people I know. And it's one of the reasons I love to listen to him. He breaks down socialism, democracy, protest history, workers' news, and the power of unions. Along with that, he serves up an excellent mix of jazz, Latin, gospel, hip-hop, and traditional folk ballads. Great stuff. Check it out. Labor and Love is every Saturday, 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. Serve somebody. Wait, wait, wait.
Mr. Cashcock here, giving you my love and regards as well as Mufi's over there. And you know, anytime I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Bamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10. They have a fun time at Pamtastics Deep in the Mission, where you can laugh off your tushy every Friday for a mere $10. And $10, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with, so to wipe it off for <laughs> is in duty this. And if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, don't worry, don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show in the comfort of anywhere, like your Aspen summer cottage on the mountain ridge for the kayaks. <laughs> Just go to podcast.pcrcollective.org or mutinyradio.fm podcasts and look for Comedy Clubhouse with a K. You can download it for free. But we'd love to see you every Friday, 8 to 10, down here at Mutiny Radio. Laugh off your tushy and save your life. Because you know what's better than laughter? Well, it's a cash cock, baby. (laughs) What could it be? It's exactly what you think it is. Flat. Black. Plastic. Vinyl, records, round, played, mixed. All for you every Saturday from noon to two by Scotto Walker. Amazing artist, music DJ, vinyl enthusiast. That is flat black plastic. My name is Breakfast, and I'm running for Chancellor of the United States of America. For too long, we have gone without a Chancellor who is willing to take bold leaps of faith and logic to create new possibilities for our great, big, fat nation. As your Chancellor, I will balance the budget on the head of a pin, give entertaining speeches, have scandalous affairs, Write strongly worded letters to unpopular foreign leaders. Look good on camera. End all hunger, crime, abuse, war, disease, disasters, sadness, depression, oppression, repression, suppression, transgression, obsession, expression, impression, regression, and digression by signing pieces of paper that express my disapproval of such things. And... Invest in an American flag pin to be worn prominently on my stylish jackets. It's time to work together to take the country back from us and return it to ourselves. It's time to turn this country around and drive it into opposing traffic. It's time to take a chance on the Chancellor.
I'm Michael Spiegelman. And I am Carl, not Spiegelman. Join us every Sunday, 2 to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on MutinyRadio.fm for... Let's watch a full-length movie on... YouTube. We watch the best movies that... Uh, aren't they good? Well, they're chosen by uh, Here's you. his theme song again. Bye. Okay, bye. Watch Hey, comedy fans, don't miss Comedy Day Sunday, September 16th at Robin Williams Meadow in Golden Gate Park, noon till 5. It's free! You'll see 44 or more comedians. 44 comedians, 5 hours. That's over 8.5 comedians an hour. That's silly. Ever see a half a comedian? Yes, a half wit. Not funny, but Comedy Day will be a guaranteed laugh a minute. Let's see, a laugh a minute times 5 hours. That's 300 jokes. That's a lot of jokes, folks. <laughs> So why are these people laughing? I don't know. Maybe because they know Comedy Day will be better than the shoelaces of Madagascar exhibit. Better than the paperweight wearers of the World Convention. Better even than the alien sheep herding contest. And speaking of herding, heard any good ones lately? Okay, not funny again, but Comedy Day will be. Don't miss punchlines like these. A frog in a blender. In your hat. To keep his pants up. Comedy Day is worth the price of a mission because it's free. Nothing to buy. No operators waiting for your call. Void. We're prohibited by law. Comedy Day. Sunday, September 16th at Robin Williams. Williams Meadow in Golden Gate Park. It's free. Visit ComedyDay.org for complete details. Do you need an awesome and underground space for an event? Look no further than MutinyRadio.fm. Our 30-seat flexible space can accommodate your acoustic band, birthday party, comedy show, dance party, karaoke super fun, theater event, fundraiser. If you think it, we can do it. You run the door in promotion, we run the sound, space, and podcast. Rentals available Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10 at Mutiny Radio FM's Performance Space at 2781 21st Street in the Deep Mission at 21st in Florida. Contact Pam at pamsidai at hotmail.com for more options and booking dates. Incredible socialist prices so you can be creative in a free speech space without breaking the bank. That's Mutiny Radio Rentals every Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10. Book your event now. Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Before they tell you how to get improved. Yep, every Monday. Turn this country around and drive it into opposing foreign leaders. Look good on camera. Hey, people, we got the flat black plastic show for you. Just for you.